hitting it right now. All right, we're recording right now, Caleb Bailey. I'm going to go ahead and get it in it. Rick Dollar here for Net Radio Dogs Roadshow. And I have a gentleman here that uh, not a lot of people know yet, but man, I think they're going to know him pretty soon. Mr. Caleb Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Rick. Thank you so much for having me on Net Dogs Radio. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, yeah, man. We appreciate you for sitting down with us. And of course, uh, I guess you got everybody's attention a couple of months ago with uh, your n- first number one hit on the Grassicana charts with Grim Reaper. And uh, I played that, and uh, I know a lot of people that played that song. And, um, of course, now you're you're headed the other way again, too, with United Flight 93 coming out. So uh, tell me, um, I, know, I noticed we had a, a, a friend of ours we were both talking to there just a minute ago, Mr. Wayne Taylor. Wayne was on that record too. Yes, sir. Uh, I got to work with uh, several studio musicians and uh, how it kind of came about is I, I'm, I'm a songwriter first and foremost, and uh, I take it as singer second and probably guitar player third, you know, and how I began working with the CD was I pitched some songs to Gavin Largent and uh, for him to record on his solo project. And uh, he got back to me. And told me that he wanted me to record it myself. And I was, I told him, I said, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in bands before and it just never really panned out. I said, I, I think I'd like to take my songs to the next level if I could. And, uh, you know, I need an avenue. And he said, well, let me put studio musicians behind you. He said, and I think if we could work with the right people, that people will stop and listen. And your songs, you know, will then have the the audience to, to do what they're going to do. I said, well, let's try it out. And. Sure enough, uh, Grim Reaper come out of the gate and got to a number one on Grassicana and on June 4th. So I was pretty jacked up about that. And, and rightfully so, sir. That was a great song. And uh, I think people are still playing it. Uh, I think I played it a couple of weeks uh, again, um, just a la- yeah, last couple of weeks. Yeah, we played that song. Um, now, let's talk about United Flight 93, okay? This is a... Um, very good song. I was, man, it, it touched me because of course, United flight 93, um, brings back the, uh, twin towers and all that stuff that happened on, on September the uh, 11th. So, um, you want to talk about how that song came about? Yeah. Um, I was working, I'm a professional fireman by trade currently. And, uh, I was working at the fire station in Rockingham County and I'm a fire captain there. And, uh, the guy I was working with, Brooke Johnson's a friend of mine. We, we started talking about just, I was in the mood to write a song that day. My grandmother had given me a pamphlet of a, a little girl that got lost up here in the Blue Ridge years ago in the 1940s. And uh, I was looking at maybe writing a song about that, just something, you know, some food for thought. But I, I kind of got into that zone. Like, I, you know, how an artist, I guess, knows they're going to paint something is that they feel that inspiration. So I was in that zone and it was unbeknownst to him. And we were making breakfast at the station and just in general conversation, just got talking about 9-11 and he had rode his motorcycle to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So he said, have you ever been there to the United Flight 93 Memorial? And I said, no, I haven't. But he said, would like you like history. He said you would really be interested in checking it out. So we we reminisced about where we were on September 11th, 2001 and what we were doing and and uh I pulled up the witness accounts while he was making our, our eggs for breakfast and uh, started reading through them. 
And the first one was a gentleman who was fixing his roof. And I said, man, you know, that just struck me. So the whole day while I'm working, checking rigs off, you know, fire engines and, you know, running calls, I'm in the back of my head, I'm, I'm dropping lyrics and I'm singing them to him throughout the day. So what do you think about this? He said, man, it's getting there. You know, by the end of the day, I had wrote this whole song. So uh, it was written on shift. <laughs> Amazing. I'll tell you what. Um, now, Wayne was a big part of this, of course. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked to him. And we'll, we'll be talking to him later on. But um, Wayne is a, a kind of guy that uh, he enhances whatever he touches, too. And I think that was a good positive thing with, uh, with what happened also. Um, but, um, we're, we got this one playing this week. And of course you're our spotlight artist of the week this, this week on net radio dogs roadshow. So we're going to be talking about three songs. Okay. Um, let's talk about grim reaper. Now, how exactly did that one come about? Uh, Caleb? Well, grim reaper was uh, the first song on my album. Uh, the oldest, I guess would be called Eagles are made to fly. It was a gospel song I wrote, but this one. I wrote was probably the second oldest one that I wrote on the CD. And uh, I was just in a kind of depressed state of mind, really. If you listen to the words, I mean, it's kind of, it's a fast up-paced song, but the the whole premise of it is that we're all dying and, and death is no respecter of persons. And in my line of work, I see that on the daily. And uh, just wanted to kind of, you know, put that feeler out there, that emotion that, one of these days it's coming. So when I originally wrote the song, I had it in a real slow, you know, like probably 70 some beats per minute, just kind of a driving in the pocket type of song. And when I went to the studio, I, I, apparently that was my kind of mood when I was writing lately. So uh, Caleb Cox was a sound engineer and Gavin Largent was my uh, producer. So when we went to the studio, they said, hey, we got an idea for this song. We want you to jack the speed up on it and let's put a musical hook on it. So we we sped it up and put that uh, the hook. I can't take credit for that. That was a that was a Cox edition right there. <laughs> but uh, between him and large kind of coming up with that, it changed the whole sound of the song. But it, it really made it, you know, brought it all together, too. So I was really excited how it turned out. Yeah, man. Let me tell you that, uh, and that was a true number one hit, no doubt about that. Now, what about the ghost of Eli Jones, man? I, I listened to this one. I listened to this one kind of by accident one day. I was gonna hit, listen to Grim Reaper again, and I had all three of them uh, together on my computer, and boom, I heard this one. And I was like, wow, this is gonna be a sleeper hit right here, you know? Well, I appreciate that. It was a driving song. It's uh. How it originally happened, I was working with uh, a band, Allegheny Blue. We had a band uh, here regionally in Virginia years years back, about 10 years ago. And when I was working with them, uh, I'd started, I was writing a lot of our material. I was either writing or co-writing a lot of the band's material. And I wrote part of this song. I wrote a verse and two courses, or a course and two verses, I should say. And then I kind of let it go. And over the course of about 10 years, I didn't didn't play or write a whole lot. So when I got back into writing, uh, I was like, man, that, there was that one song I said I had. And I, I remembered the whole thing 10 years later. I'd never I don't think I'd ever really written it down. And I, I put the last verse on it in 2019 and, and it came out. And that's talks about a staggering drunk, you know, who's just homeless, a homeless hermit. Pretty much. He lives up in the mountains and, you know, he's just that's all he does. He starts drinking wine in the mornings and shine in the afternoon and 
<laughs> he gets lost. And the cool, the cool thing is, is, you know, that tells the story. And, and when the bridge hits, you feel like you're standing next to him. It's a, it's a really cool haunting song that has a, has a good drive to it too. Man, that's amazing. That's a, that's a good tune, dude. Now, um, who wrote that song? Were you in on that one? I wrote, I wrote all songs on my album. Yeah, it was hundred wow. percent. Um, and that's what I was wanting to do. And I could, that's one reason Largent uh, pushed me to do my own album uh, to record myself was because he said, man, you're writing a lot of good stuff. And he said, he, he thinks that he, he told me, he said, I really think you have the potential to chart. And I, I was, we were texting and I was like, chart. So I picked up the phone. I was like, you mean like the charts, like bluegrass charts? <laughs> and he said, yeah, man, I think you have a potential to chart. If you get some people to stop and listen to your songs, I think they're good enough, but we just have to get you, you know, with the right people. And, and man, I couldn't be more grateful, you know, to all those guys. It was uh, Nick Gove, Jonathan Dillon, Austin Brown, uh, James Cox, Caleb Cox, Gavin Largent, Wayne Taylor, uh, Jason Barry, great fiddle player from Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers. I mean, all those guys, I'm very, very fortunate. I guess COVID hit in a good way for me, you know, timing wise, they weren't on the road and weren't covered up with work. So I, I got the benefit of having true professionals help me out. So that's it. Well, man, you know, a lot of people probably want to know who Caleb Bailey is. So I'm going to throw some questions at you real quick. That, you all right with that? Absolutely, man. <laughs> you are, you're a firefighter, dude. Yeah. You're a firefighter. You, ain't nothing going to bother you. I don't think <laughs> so I mean, now. If anybody looks at your social media at all, okay, they notice a ton of pictures of this little baby and this beautiful woman. Now, who are these people? That's my girlfriend, <laughs> Dean Hostetter, and my little man is uh, Colt Steele Bailey. So, man, I what a name! Gave him a stage name off the bat. So he's, <laughs> he's a little over uh, six months old right now. So. And I've got a I've got an over and under picture of me and him about the same age. And man, I th I think we're twins. <laughs> oh man, isn't that crazy? It's pretty eerie, man. It really is. If you've seen the picture, I know what you mean, man. I got a grandson, man, and they would swear he was mine, which is kind of weird. You only want that ha that happens only in West Virginia and places like that. But anyway, but, we love yeah, West Virginia. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> right? My girlfriend, she's a she's a Harrisonburg police officer in Harrisonburg City. So we both work in public service. So we're your, you know, that's kind of our uh, our mo right now is serving, you know, the community. So it's we we kind of met through that years ago, and then ended up getting together last year. So last couple of years, I guess, two years ago. So just kind of crazy how it all works out. Yeah, you better get that right, man. In case she listens <laughs> to this, you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, I, I, I all right, out of the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. All right, man. Okay. What do you like to do on your time off when you're not listening to music and playing music? What's your, what's your thing? Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I time off is like that. What is that? Uh, I'm, I'm self-promoting. Uh, so when I'm not playing or, or writing or practicing, I'm coordinating, trying to book gigs and I'm working with Penny McDaniel and Hope River Entertainment and I'm talking to her about advertising and, and stuff like that and uh, strategies on trying to, you know, get my name out as much as I can. I've got a YouTube channel, CalebBaileyMusic.com. I'm doing that kind of stuff, too. Those little uh, segments where I'm trying to tell a little bit about the songs and entice people to listen. Uh, 
I'm big, big in family. I'm all the time doing birthday parties or uh, family reunions or events like that. And I used to garden a lot, but where I live now, the deer is so thick that I'd probably be eating more deer than <laughs> tomatoes. So, uh, but I do own an asphalt sealing and striping business. And between working at the fire department and doing the asphalt sealing and striping, and I just, I stay on, on the go 99.9% of the time. Man, I had no doubt about that. Good Lord, son. Or what, what does Caleb Bailey like to eat? What's his favorite food? Mm, man, as you can see, I don't miss many meals. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say fried squash. If I had to pick a, a food of choice, I'm just true country boy, man. Fried squash is where it's at. Man, alive. Okay. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now, Got to be cut thin and fried crispy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. I can't stand them when they're like spongy, you know? Right. <laughs> My dad taught my mom to do, to cook the right way the first time. You know what I'm saying? It was just right. amazing. She knew exactly what to do. Well, man, I tell you what, uh, we enjoyed sitting down with you today. And uh, I think we're going to use you on the uh, all this on the um, Roadshow podcast with Rick Dollar also. That'd be all right? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we're, we're, we're happy to have you on the show. And, uh, of course, the podcast, we're happy to have you on here too. So, uh there's anything we can do for you let us know but ladies and gentlemen out there you need to keep your eye on caleb bailey because uh, a lot of great things are going to be happening and uh caleb we appreciate you sitting down with us and giving us the backstory on all these songs and good luck to you sir hey i appreciate it rick and thank you for all you've done for me and uh i, I enjoyed the friendship and I, I wish you the best of luck on all your endeavors as well thank you sir i appreciate that too this is Rick Dollar for Net Radio Dogs Roadshow and the Roadshow Podcast. See ya.